Welcome back to another episode of the Hookworks Podcast, home of all things hunting, fishing, and bow fishing, and whatever other tangent Caden decided to go off on. You really never know what you're going to hear. Contrary to what the name sounds like you're going to hear, you never know what to expect. So uh, we like to keep things fresh, keep you on your toes. And also keep you on the toes when we actually talk about fishing, because we never do. Yeah, that's probably the most rare occurrence. (laughs) Yeah. Not expect. Um, You know, as we've probably talked about many episodes ago, it's just. It's just special to us, you know? It doesn't necessarily mean we're the most hardcore fishermen in the world. No, not at all. It's just something that's a little catchy. Sounds pretty solid for a podcast name, if you ask us. And it's and it's a saying between you and I. Yeah. It started long ago, it's, so... It's personal. Yeah. And w- what you get on this podcast is the world of Caden Curtis. Yeah. So, uh, with the, the occasional guest from time to time, so... um. Well, since we're speaking of the many subjects you might hear on this podcast, and one of the subjects you may or may not be tired of hearing about, (laughs) I have jumped the gun slightly. A little earlier than I was trying to be. Yeah, I knew. Literally, I've been refraining. (laughs) We had a phone call the other day, as Kate and I do regularly throughout the week, which we should probably refrain from because we would have more to talk about on the podcast if we didn't have phone calls every day. Um, I was, I told Kate, I was like, man, you're going to be mad at me for this, but uh, I've been thinking about deer season. <laughs> and all the listeners are like, oh shit, yeah. here we go again. And I was like, damn it, Curtis, damn it, Curtis, damn it, Curtis. I've been refraining from those podcasts, those YouTube videos, everything. I've been trying to withhold at least another month. I really have been too. But the other day, I was like low on my list of podcasts mm-hmm. to listen to. And I like listening to a podcast on my drive to work in the morning, which is like 35, 40 minutes, depending on traffic. I was thinking, man, I haven't heard, like, listened to this podcast in a while. And it was my go to, like, hunting podcast. It was like a BS session. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that'll be a good one. You know, they're not like super focused on any specific deer hunting topic, just be a good BS session. And it really was, but it still, it got, it got yeah. the gears turning, man. It does. It's, I can't help myself, dude. Like, don't get me wrong. I love bow fishing. I really love duck hunting too. Same. But man, I got that itch for deer hunting the past five years, probably. And it just gets me going, dude. So I started listening to the podcast and started thinking. That's all it takes. I was like, man, time to start thinking about a little bit of prep. And to be honest, on your side, it really is. It is. It, it, you, you at least got to be thinking about it. Get it on Granted, the radar. I don't know whenever this is going to be posted, but this is like the first part of June. That's true. By the time this one actually goes out. Right. You'd, you'd be like, shit, yeah, you guys probably but should also, be. But <laughs> also, on our side, we started prepping about this time last year. Yeah, we did. We were, we were getting our gears were turning last year about this time yeah. too, so we're right on track. It it just it kind of happens. Like I don't actually like ever plan on it or anything. No. I'm telling you that flip. I that think yours and eyes last year hit about the same time, probably if not yeah. earlier than this, and we just acted on it about now. Yeah, because I was like, man, I really want to hunt this year. Yeah, I really want to <laughs> hunt hard this year. You know. 
Yeah. And I think I got your gears turned a little earlier than usual last year. Yeah. And I think this case may be vice versa because I haven't I haven't dove as deep as you have yet. I haven't gone over the rails because I've still been trying to focus on bow fishing because I'm bad about like like really realistically when it comes to me, my two things are deer hunting and bow fishing. Mm-hmm. Like when one of them turns off, the other one turns on. So I, yeah. I, I haven't really completely turned off bow fishing yet. I'm trying to keep that motivation, stick to my goal of getting the boat out at least once a weekend, you know, wish I could get it out more and during the week, you know, work life, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So I'm not turning off the bow fishing switch yet, but I'm starting to think about deer hunting a little bit. The mm-hmm. podcast got me excited. Um, and just, just thinking about the prep, not really like ready to act on it yet, but just yeah. making that game plan. Well, it's a good thing. Know? It's a good thing to start thinking about early. Yeah. And also something we, you and I never did that we said we were going to do is we were, we were going to go shed hunting. Yeah, I know. But I didn't really do any of that this year. I didn't even do it on my property in Haskell. I was actually out there today and mm-hmm. I thought about it. Um, but I got out there and, uh, kind of sidebar thing um you'll know more specifically what i'm talking about this than like the listeners but so you know somebody lives on the front part of the property we got mm-hmm. like, got a driveway th- next to his driveway mm-hmm. to get into our property well i went out today i put a red dot on uh my carry pistol i was like i want to go sight this thing in i'm gonna right. try it out for a little bit i hadn't done it yet so it's like i'm gonna run out there today do that I'm going to bring the ARs, shoot the ARs, make sure, make sure they're still on. Just have a little fun solo range day, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I pull into the driveway to our gate to the property, and he's having like a family get-together or something like that. Mm-hmm. And first thing I thought, I was like, man, I feel slightly bad. I don't want to like go shoot a bunch of guns and interrupt the get-together right. or whatever. Well, I pull down the driveway, and he's got a, tr- like somebody has a truck parked blocking my gate access the property Mm -hmm. i was like all right okay well no big deal i'll pull up there somebody will see me trying to get into the property somebody come move their truck real quick i'll go in no big deal right sit there for like two minutes i'm sitting there i'm just looking everybody's out there outside his house having a lunch whatever sitting there nobody comes and offers to do a thing i'm like all right then i got another gate to access the property it's a little more inconvenient i gotta drive through some sketchy trails i gotta drive mm-hmm. by the pond which gets flooded it was flooded today i had to throw the truck in four-wheel drive mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> good so, thing you had the truck and not the home or yeah. The, yeah so the yoda i was like okay whatever kind of irritating has no respect he knows i should have the access to my property mm-hmm. he knows better than that we've had problems with this guy before he's he goes back and forth about being nice and being a prick like, mm-hmm. All right. Well, that kind of rubs me the wrong way. Yep. So I was like, you know what? I don't feel bad about shooting my guns today. Nope. So I go down to the other gate, drive through the property, go back to my normal plot, like place where I shoot my guns. And literally when I first got there and saw the get together, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to be respectful. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sight in my pistol and I'm going to call it a day. I'll just go home. I made it this far. So I got to at least do something. Right. So, but yeah, after that, I was like, you know what? I don't appreciate it. <laughs> and I've got every right to shoot guns on my property uh-huh. if I want to. So right. I sighted in the pistol. I backed up to 100 yards, shot both of my ARs a little bit, just went to town. <laughs> Maybe a mag dump just out oh of my God. I don't know. <laughs> 
but really, I, I literally, I saw it and I was like, I'll be respectful. I don't want to ruin the yeah. get together with a bunch of questions. And really, I'm probably realistically from where I shoot, I'm probably 700 yards away from yeah. him. So it's not like I'm right next to him shooting right. guns or anything, but I was going to be nice. Yeah. But it kind of pissed me off that he knew I needed it in that gate and he had it blocked off. Right. Like, okay, I'm just going to go shoot. <laughs> yeah. My faith today. Yeah. I, I don't blame you one bit there. So, especially knowing his past. Yeah. I don't blame you. I had a lot of ups and downs with that guy. But, anyways, so yeah, I went out and shot the guns a little bit today and it got me thinking about the property. I was like, man, I, I should go walk for some sheds. Mm-hmm. But, then I realized how overgrown the property was, and I got out, and I was like, man, I don't want to get eat up by mosquitoes and ticks right now. <laughs> Should have done this a little earlier in the year. Yeah. And just shooting my guns, I was sweating my ass off out there. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, not going to do any shed hunting today. I'm just going <laughs> to shoot the guns and go home. <laughs> yeah, it's... It, after you mentioned that it was... Uh... You started thinking about deer season. It's it got a gear slowly turn into my head. It does, yeah. Not not as hard as like um it did last year. Like last year was a flip of a switch and I was like, I'm ready to go, you know. <laughs> yeah. It probably good this year, but it's it's slowly getting me into it. We need to start thinking about it. I know we don't have to start as early with prep, even though we it didn't hurt us at all to do it last year. We learned a lot in the time from June to October. Oh, yeah. And from October to September or whatever it was, we got a heart broke. Yeah. Pretty early because we didn't know. But well, that's the thing, the thing specifically about the property that you and I hunt together. We know we got to figure out their patterns early and we've got to exactly. capitalize on them early because yeah. we don't know what's going to happen late right. season. If it's anything like last year, we're going to be shit out of luck late season. Mm-hmm. So we know. We've got to get on the ball early. And we've we still got some time. Don't get now, me wrong. But the only time that we would have had luck out there in Sand Springs would have been uh, during the rut, and we hunted that prime time rut. I think last year, um, e- evening hunts. No. Evening hunts would have been the ticket. That would have been, but we yeah. we had to hunt a morning. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you had much luck back at the timber stand or not. Um, not really. No, I had one that was would have been one of my shooters. Yeah, come up. I was just dumb, just not ready for it. I was not ready for it. Honestly, thinking it was something anything but a deer, and it was <laughs> him. You know. Well, we we learned later in the season that that stand was not in the optimal position. It wasn't, but it was. That was the problem. Yeah. You know, it in our minds it should have worked perfect, and it did. The location, but, like the area. Is not bad. No. But it's just the way that the deer can come from. They can mm-hmm. sneak up on you there. Yep. Because you, you're facing they're... away from from where the... the tr- I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain without being there. Yeah. I think after we... Our last hunt, I think it was... We are like, let's, let's look out for just possible something to look out for the spring. Yeah. That we want to start in our prep. And you and I picked an area like... You know, this is where we saw all the deer trafficking through from up top down to bottom. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be perfect. And I still do. Oh, yeah. That's the first place I want to slap a camera up. <clears throat> yeah. You know, and um, I don't know what we're going to do with, you know, the feeder aspect. Of if what we're going to do, we're going to slap up another blind like we did last year. We're going to do another stand. 
Yeah, that's still going to take some some thought. I don't know on that. I don't know it yet either. We're going to have to do some thinking about that. But like I said, now's the time. We don't necessarily have to take action yet, but I'm mm-hmm. getting into that mode where we need to start thinking about it and making somewhat kind of plans for it. Right, and I don't know how long we've been recording, but now my blood's pumping and I'm ready to get the <laughs> fuck out there. There's it doesn't this, take much. Yeah, it really doesn't. And that's how it was for me the other day when I started listening to the podcast. So I was like, yeah. We haven't talked about this in like six months. I'm fucking am now. Yeah. (laughs) Trust me. I know. (laughs) I've I've been thinking about like, I want to get the bow out soon, get the bow Mm -hmm. tuned up, start shooting it. I'm about to go out there with a spotlight right now. (laughs) Got to get that muscle memory back down, get comfortable. There's a lot of guys already shooting their bows. We're getting behind that. I need to be, you know, I need to be. Yeah, Yeah, you do. I I really, I really need to be. (laughs) Yeah. You, we we got to start getting there. We don't have to necessarily get out there and start hanging stands or nothing yet, but we no. gotta gotta start doing that super early season prep. Yeah, I've already been making plans about optimizing the camera setups this year. We're look. I've been looking at like solar panels and stuff because that property's so far away from us. So we mm-hmm. gotta optimize that. That's a good idea. Not try to not have to go out there every other week to change batteries right. and that sort of thing. That and I will I will say though our feeder batteries, mm-hmm. awesome. I, I did not expect them to last full season. Yeah. Because we were feeding twice a day. And we fed from pretty well June till when when was that? First of December? Yeah, probably. <clears throat> I think we hunted hard October and September, November. Yeah. This area. So why do we keep saying September? September's the Month before deer season starts. I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I thought that felt wrong. It goes October, November, December. I don't know if you remember that from like elementary school. But... <laughs> no, I know what you mean though. I don't know why I said that. We hunted pretty hard up until, I think we hunted a little bit of December, but nothing like super crazy. Um, yeah. Because I think Thanksgiving May was right around our last time. Yeah, it could have been. Um, but yeah, no, the feeder setup was solid. I don't think we have to worry about anything too much there. We may consider changing location. Maybe we leave it alone. I don't know yet. If if we, hmm, I don't know. That's a hard decision because that's a big, the only thing I was going to say is maybe move it to the north side of that road. But. Potentially, but you can't say we didn't have a shit ton of deer we did, at that yeah, theater. We're right. That. Yeah. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it necessarily. We don't know. We got to make those well, plans. Even early season. We could have shot bucks that early season. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, if we hunted hard. We could have shot our shooter bucks. First, like, two, three weeks of season, if we would have hunted that place hard in the evenings. Evening is We would have had our bucks on the ground. Evening is ticket, and we yeah. we did what, once? One evening hunt. Yeah, and then we had to start shooting, or going mornings. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those, those bucks are moving through in the evening. Yeah. At least they were last year. Not to say they are going to change, but... No, we got to, like I said, we're making that game plan. As of right now, we're going to get the cameras out within the next month. I'd say month, about a month. So, yeah. yeah. Get the cameras out, start doing that preseason scouting. If we can locate them like we did last year. I mean, last mm-hmm. year was a little bit of luck, but we yeah. located them pretty pretty easily first thing last year. So, if we mm-hmm. can get on that ball, and then this year we're just, we, we know we've got to focus pretty hard early season. Yep. That's and the crazy thing is that's how properties work sometimes because you go to my main property that I hunt, the family land in Haskell, early season, there's nothing to be had. Right. You can kill a doe 
something early season, and there's a bunch of small little shit bucks running around. Mm-hmm. But early season's nothing. Yeah. But yeah, I, mean, I remember seeing from trail camera pictures last year. Yeah. You get you hit that first week in November on my property in Hasbro. Yeah. They come out of the woodwork. They, and I, I was so surprised. I was like, that's Sand Springs. And I was like, no, no, that's Haskell. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I remember just like watching yours. I was like, no, crow, 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 yeah. doe, crow, pigs. doe. Yeah, pigs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll tell you, Haskell is weird. Early season, that place is like hardly worth going out there yeah. unless you're just trying to break the ice with the doe or something mm-hmm. like that. But, but that rut starts kicking off. That place turns on. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember... I mean, it was like right off the bat in Sand Springs, you're like, oh shit, velvet. You're big. Yeah. Velvet. <laughs> you're big. Yeah. Like we had several of these guys picked out mm. early. I mean, within the first couple of weeks to set this camera out in June, mm-hmm. if anything, early July. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is going to be a freaking killer. Season. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get them knocked out. We'll be tagged out. We'll be good. Yeah. You know, we could have been. Obviously, early season, I think, if we would have hunted harder than we did, mm-hmm. um, which we didn't, which is fine. We learned the property yep, pretty well. Still got a lot to learn, I think, but oh, yeah. just the fact that um, I'm st- <clears throat> I still think it's a unique property for how small it is and the areas that we can actually hunt um, just for the amount of traffic is going through there and the size of the traffic is going oh, yeah. through the maturity, you know, so... I'm excited for this next year and what that would bring. Yep. Um, I'm excited to see the ones that we obviously we're going to let grow anyway. Well, but that's the thing is like we had to be completely honest. There was one deer on that property that we knew was old. And yes. He wasn't the biggest deer there. No, he, he wasn't was the biggest bodied probably. Oh, he was, was massive. Jesus, yes. <laughs> I looked like a Kansas whitetail. Mm-hmm. But really, all the bucks that we considered shooters, we were like, man, if we really let him grow, even here. me never shooting a buck, I was like, <laughs> I want to see him next year. Yeah, exactly. You know? So maybe blessing in disguise. Maybe if those bucks bucks made it through season, they're going to be bruisers this year. And if I there, don't put it past me. Still not shooting a buck. If I see some that are still young and they've even grown even more, I'm like, I kind of want to see him next year. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's just the way I am. I don't, yeah, I give a shit about how what the size they are, but I also want to make sure that I harvest him at the biggest. Well, and that's the thing it's not necessarily about killing one. Obviously, we want to kill one, put him on the wall, get some meat out of him, or whatever, but also just cool to mm-hmm. see him, especially if you're like, I remember that buck from last year. You yes. know exactly which buck that is. I've yeah. seen him before, and you see him, and he's grown. You can tell how much bigger he's gotten. That's a really yeah. cool aspect of it. Yeah. So, I already don't remember what I named some of them. I think I forgot quite literally Holy every cow. name we made of them. Did we even really name that many of them? I named one. It was stupid, and you didn't like it. But I don't remember what they were. Oh yeah, I don't remember that either. But. You may have to focus on that a little bit. I I remember the bucks, and I still have all the pictures. Yeah. I made a spreadsheet last year. Yeah, you went hardcore, dude. Yeah, I did. So I'll I'll at least know uh, a lot of the bucks we'll be able to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and there should be some that return that we should be able to tell, like, oh, yeah, we had him last year. So. Yeah, and 
God, now, now my blood's pumping for it, dude. <laughs> dude, it's exciting just even thinking of it. Yeah. So, just, oh, man. Because just the feeling, even if you don't see shit, getting up on that stand mm-hmm. and putting that grind in in the mornings yep. or evenings, either one, you know, it's, it's something that not very many people can say they've done yeah. or experience. And then to be able to see an animal that walks that close to you mm-hmm. and not know you're there. That's a fucking adrenaline rush. <laughs> yeah. The crazy, I don't care if it's a doe or not, you know? The crazy thing is, is probably over like 80% of the world would like listen to us say things like this and be like, you got something messed up in your head. Yeah. To be that excited I about used to something sit in like tree houses that. when I was a kid, but not as an adult, you know? Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but when when did they get to experience that peace? If well, we want to get into that side of it, and just that level of excitement in those of seeing an animal that you can see on the side of the road, you know what I mean? Yeah, and that like, level yeah. of like passion and care mm-hmm. about something, and the feeling of fulfillment mm-hmm. when you're able to seal the deal right. on that animal or something like that. Right, it, it blows my mind thinking about like because in. Growing up in like where we grew up in our high school and stuff like that is common. Like everybody that we were, well, not everybody, but majority of the people. Right. That it was we almost around, more uncommon that you didn't. Yeah, exactly. You understand those sort of things. But as I went to like college and like moved on from college into the workforce and stuff like that, you, you like, you meet these people and they don't like hunt or they don't fish. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, how do you do for fun man what what mm. motivates you like what strives you but i guess that just shows like how big my passion is right for those sorts of things like it just i don't know i'm like man, life seems boring what the hell do you <laughs> do dude like, yeah. but everybody has their thing some people are into sports or anything right. like that or right. cars or something like that everybody's got their thing but like they do no yeah. it's <laughs> Whenever you've been consumed in something, it's hard to understand and fathom how someone else could not be in it. Yeah, it's hard to understand anything else. Yeah, but, but you know, it's, I think where we live, like we've talked about before, it's pretty fortunate for the area we've been in because it's, like I said, more uncommon that you haven't been exposed to it. Yeah. At the very yeah. least exposed to it, have not been doing it. Mm-hmm. So you don't have no knowledge of it. You at least have some knowledge of it. So yeah. Or you at least, like, understand that it's a common thing. Right. Like, even people that aren't into it around here, they understand, like, oh, yeah, it's pretty normal around right. here. I, it may not be my thing, but I'm used to right. people around me doing it. Yeah. I think we're really fortunate in that, and that's why, like, it blows my mind. Like, I couldn't imagine leaving, moving to, like, a different area. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Well, I could, but not really. I just, I genuinely don't like. I've experienced okay. it slightly moving to different areas. Where where we live is just like a freaking hot spot for the hobbies that you and I are interested. Yeah, in. Yeah, it really is. From bow fishing to hunting, duck hunting. Even though the duck hunting has gotten hard since we've gotten older. Yeah, duck hunting in our specific area is kind of shit now. But I feel like it used to be bomb, and we just didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. I don't, I could be wrong on that, but I feel like it used to be bomb when we did, because we would kill a decent amount of ducks and not know what we were doing. Yeah, I think it was a lot better when we were first getting into it and we just didn't know enough to really capitalize Mm -hmm. on it. Like as I got older, I went, I started hunting a lot harder, getting better at it, more proficient, whatever. 
and killed a lot more ducks. And then I slowly slipped away from it and like I've gone back to try it again. It's just so much harder now. I will say this year, especially since I had my birthday shotgun that I needed a sticker up, by the way, and you need to remind me to put stickers on the thing. Oh yeah. Um, I want to get my Woody directly mounted. Yeah. So at the very least, you need to take me down to that hole. Yeah, we can do that. We need to do that for sure this year. Um, but before that, we got to go kill. Yeah. Buck, dude. Fucking stay on topic, Kate. <laughs> no, I, I agree. No, but we, seriously, we I, do, that I do want to do that because I haven't been. It's the last time. I, I don't even know when that was. Several years ago. Yeah. But. We'll go, we'll go break. One thing at a time. At least. Yeah. We'll go break him down this year. Hopefully we can each get a buck on the ground before then. But even then, I always at least duck on a couple times yeah. a year. So the boat's going to be ready for it. We'll go uh, out there. I, I've been saying that since I was in high school that I want a Woody Drag Mountain. So and I, I need to get that done this year. That's the spot to do it. I've already put one on the wall from that spot. <laughs> Not mine personally. Right. But I put, some, put one on the wall for somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> but back to deer season. And... um Gosh, I can't believe I just said that. Uh, I can't believe it's already around the corner. But it, it, I'm telling you, dude, it sneaks up on you. It's like when it comes to the end of deer season, like I, I, I want to say I'm always like really adamant about deer season. I want to hunt until the end of it, like middle of January when archery mm-hmm. season ends. But usually about New Year's is when I phase out of it a little bit. I've mm-hmm. either killed my deer and thought like, okay, I can relax a little bit. Or if it's been a dry season for me, I'm like, all right, man, I'm, I'm beat. Like this is a lot of work. Yeah. My ass. I, I I'm ready to slow it down mm-hmm. to and, get, to get into your, to your lull part of the year. Yeah. yeah. And, and once you hit that part, you're like, damn, I got so long until deer season hits, <laughs> but really you got to make it through like February to May. Yeah. And then you got to start thinking about it again. Cause yeah, if you really. don't, you're going to be behind. Yeah. You really <laughs> you are. You got to start thinking about it. Yep. And, and really stay on the ball. Prep your prep. Yeah. Almost to say, yeah, literally that's a pretty good way to put it actually. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you don't start thinking about the way you're going to prep, then you're just going to be throwing corn out and throwing your, if you even can throw corn out, you know, and throwing cameras up in random spots, you need to fucking game plan this shit oh, yeah. because it's, it's a game to play throughout the season because you're you're going to change several times throughout the year mm-hmm. to where you, even before you're successful, even if you are going to be successful, you know? Yeah, you never really, and that's the thing, especially people that don't really do it or even maybe people that are more fortunate and just have, which not knocking people in this way, but people that are more fortunate that can, they do have properties that they have access to where it doesn't really matter how much prep mm-hmm. they put in, they can go out and kill one. But like people that, like that, and then that aren't necessarily as much into the sport. They don't understand how much actual prep and hard work goes it's into a it. lot. But granted, there's some days it, it kind of sucks, but I appreciate that part of it too. Mm-hmm. Like that's what gets me excited and gets me ready for the season. Yeah. And I enjoy that aspect. So, well, yeah. And I'm just trying to think. And I, and I was thinking about this. Not going to lie, I did think about this before you text me about. Or called me and we had this conversation about you jumping the gun and getting on deer season a little quick. But I started thinking about some, you know, what could we do differently with what we had within our hands at Sand Springs besides what we said we were already going to try. Because we were already planning our prep 
into last season. Oh, yeah. Which is the way to do it. It's fresh on your mind, and you'll remember what you said. Yeah. Most of the time. But I was like, man, like, what What if our plan... I was, think, I was thinking the what ifs if our last plan did not work out of yeah. changing up stuff, which is 50-50 shot on that, you know? Oh, yeah. Because it still all goes off scent, you know? And so I was like, do we go farther back into the rough of it? You know what right. I mean? Because it, 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 we, we've just hunted that first little hill down. There's several more to go. Yeah, there's plenty of room to go, whether it's... it's, it's worth the exactly the that's effort. the part we don't know that's going to be something that we're going to have to determine but right. no but like you were saying at the end of last season we had already started working on game plan especially mm-hmm. when it comes to location we knew like the location that we figured out at the end of last season was not very far from where we were already set like up. at all yeah so it was actually closer to the truck Maybe it doesn't necessarily take moving all the way to the back, which uh, like next year already got the game plan set in motion. Like we're going to have more cameras on the property. It's a relatively small property, but we still didn't have nearly enough cameras. But it's that type of property that you can't see everything that's going on. Literally. And just because like the trails are so specific on that property, mm -hmm. they can move from one area and Granted, this is probably a lot of properties, especially like huge properties. Obviously, they can move through an area and you have no idea. Mm-hmm, right. But as small as that property is, the fact that they can move through a certain area and you have zero exactly. clue is pretty crazy. Right. So we've got to use the cameras to our advantage. We already have a better idea from last year mm-hmm. about where we want to obviously set up some cameras early season scouting, but then uh, like most likely some tree stand setups too. I think we also need to have something on deck somewhere down where we already have the stand at. Oh yeah, I'm because sorry. if we if we still decide and we don't get lucky early season, whatever the case may be, if if something may or we, we're hunting the rut like we did last year, mm-hmm. the amount of act because I don't were you ever down in the woods during the rut? I know I was at least for one hunt. Yeah, I think I hunted down there a little bit, but. I don't know that that one that one hunt. There was so much action back there. Yeah, the the day that we had the most action on the property, you were in the timber, and it, I was up front. That so day. much action. Yeah, it was just halfway one mistake on my part, but I was able to see everything that was being chased back there and yeah. not be seen. Obviously, it was behind me. Couldn't get a shot. Couldn't get, turn my body enough. You know. But so we need to have something on deck back there, even if we don't go that far back, even if it's not that far back anyway. So I think we need to add, my opinion, one more hunt location on top of the two we got. At least one. At least one. Potentially two. Yeah. Because if you remember the place that we found deer first thing right off the mm-hmm. bat, we didn't even hunt that area. Never. We relied on them moving from that area to where we mm-hmm. had our current set. So, like I said, we're going to have cameras in the original area, obviously the feeder area, mm-hmm. the area where we've got a stand, and the new area we found last season. Like We're going to have cameras all over the place, so we're going to have to figure out that game plan mm-hmm. after we start the scouting process. Right. But, because, I mean, the truth of the matter <laughs> was, there was never a spot that we picked to 
well, let's move the camera here on this trail. We never lacked seeing what we wanted to see. Oh, yeah. Early season, bomb. Yeah. Um, I mean, a little bit after first of the season, like in between the rut and first of the season, I guess, it was a little dry. We still see our, our, our bucks come in. We lost several. Um, I think that was pre-rut. They started chasing a little early, those few, I think, probably. Yep. Some of them definitely, there were some bucks that disappeared. And mm-hmm. that's, that's the name of the game, especially, yep. especially when you're hunting small properties. Mm-hmm. Small properties that back up to the amount of land that that one does. Jesus, yes. It's very easy for a buck to disappear like that. Yeah, very easy. I mean, this, this property is not even a perfect square. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, you know... Just, just the fact that those that we had what we had coming in on a consistent basis was amazing. Yeah, if you saw the track of this land, yeah, and the area that we hunted at mm-hmm. that, not even the track of the land, just the area that we hunted. <laughs> if I told you how many acres you and I hunted, people would laugh at us. I think. Yeah, it would. It would be hard to believe. Like if people saw the caliber of deer that we were seeing, and then like the the land setup that we were hunting, they'd be pretty blown away. I think mm-hmm. legitimately, I'm not, I'm, I'm not afraid to say that. legitimately together combined from where we'll say from where the blind was on the feeder down to, okay. Just down to the Creek. Yeah. Not even, we didn't even hunt that far down. Yeah. Just down to the, how many acres do you think that was? I mean, the land and really because even then if you think about it there's a lot of land at the north side of us no south side of us Uh where that open area is where Mm -hmm. a lot of the deer were coming from we didn't technically hunt that area either and that's the area where we found them first thing right so like you could cut that off even and say you could could. say that really the areas that we were hunting was like a two acre three acre span i would give us a five acre max (laughs) max yeah yeah because and that's that's just incredible to me yeah. for the caliber like you said the caliber that was there yeah and our options which might i add how many do we have on your spreadsheet about 10 yeah i think it was about 10 10 separate decent bucks solid bucks you didn't even put the spikes on there yeah like like the the bucks that i cataloged which was 9 or 10 i think majority of deer hunters would probably be happy to shoot mm-hmm. like and some of them, obviously, the only reason we were considering not shooting them is because we understood the potential and we had yeah, an idea, exactly, had exactly. an idea of the age of the deer. But realistically, pretty much any of the bucks that we cataloged, if I would have shot it, I'd have been stoked. One hundred percent. Yeah. Like, especially after seeing that one, and I, I'm trying to remember which buck that was at this point. I'd have to go back and re- look at a lot of that stuff, but he was definitely one of my shooters. Yeah. And seeing him in person. I would have shot him if I had the opportunity. <laughs> yeah. If I, if there would have been like a slim chance that if I wouldn't have turned and looked back whenever I did, he would have walked right underneath me and I might have gotten a shot off once he got past me. Maybe. Yeah. But yeah, b- back to the, the prep side, just the, just the fact that we had that much potential in that little bit of area. Yeah. You know, there is that curiosity in me that's like, well, if we cross that creek, go up the next hill, what do we got? 
Is there something different? Is there or is there not? Is it the same deer? What about the next one? Yeah. It's really something you never know. I mean, it's going to take a lot of weight in the opportunities on our our part for this next upcoming upcoming season. Mm-hmm. Um, our time to access that property and actually hunt it is limited in mm-hmm. general. There's there's a lot of part like certain aspects of it. From what we experienced last year, it's like don't change that part of it. Like no, if it ain't broke, right. don't fix it. Like exactly. I said, so there's a lot of stuff we can do really similar, and I think if we just try and capitalize on it early season, we should have some solid luck. Right. But there's also some certain things like I'm, I know we can do that better. So we're going to have to focus on that for this right. season. And I think early season evening, if we can, if we can do evening, we've got to have a guy down in the woods. Yeah. We've got to, because from what we learned last year, even up from right to that day that we were there last evening, we were able to hunt there. They didn't come over that hill until it was damn near dark. Oh, yeah. It was It, it was, was at the cusp of almost being illegal to shoot. Yeah. It was very last, like, three minutes of illegal mm-hmm. shooting light is when so, they were there. I mean, it would have been dark down in the woods already. Mm-hmm. But, it, it still but you also would have seen them sooner, too. That's my point. You don't. They may have hung out in the woods. They could have been, yes. 15 minutes before they actually worked their way but up to the feeder. where they popped up at... I don't know that we could have got a pop off on them from where our stand location is at either. Right. Yeah. Because I've seen them work on that side of that back of that hill coming up behind that barn where those guys came up at too. Yeah. You know, there's so many trails, like I said, within that maximum of five acres that we're hunting, I'll call it because Mm -hmm. that's, I mean, I I don't think it's that many acres either. I think it's like you said about three. Yeah. So, it's and it's amazing to me that it's that hard to figure out on three acres. Mm-hmm. And it really is. But they're moving in so many different areas and on that that it's we have to start early on that to figure out their their uh their paths, their highways, where they're coming up and, and then know when they're starting to change. So come October and November this year, we know what to expect from last year. Yeah. And we hopefully will know how to adapt to it. And I think also our plan that we came up at the end of last season is actually more geared towards end of season hunting versus early season. Yeah. It, it'll, it should give us a better chance. It, it may be really great for early season too. It very we well could that be. For certain, but just based on what we've, we saw in person, mm-hmm. actually not just relying on cameras, mm-hmm. that area should mainly be in person. Yes. Yeah. Because, you know, they came up from that road, like going down into the woods. They wouldn't come to the feeder for some reason mm-hmm. at all. They cut right and go down to that spot. Yeah. And then work down that fence line. Yeah. You know, if they got far enough down that fence line, you could probably get a shot off on them. There's like one, one lane. lane that you can shoot to that yeah. fence line. And it's probably a 45 yard shot. It's a, it's a poke. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially like for someone at least at the experience of exactly. archery hunting that we are, even me, like I shot my bucket 30 yards, 35 yards. And that, I mean, that felt ridiculous. Right. So I, I feel confident enough in my abilities to shoot a deer at 45 yards, but obviously if you can get them closer, it's what you want to do. hundred percent. But 
that's my biggest goal going into this upcoming season is now there's probably some old schoolers that think, oh, that's the easy way out. You're spoiled, whatever. But my goal going into this season is use these cameras to our advantage, really, mm-hmm. really understand and like narrow down the patterns of these, these deer, mm-hmm. the trails that they're taking through the property. Yep. Um, and use that to, to determine our yep. sets for the next season. Uh-huh. looking back and now and also knowing the amount of deer activity out there do you think it was harder than you expected out there um to be completely honest I don't, I don't know I have slightly mixed feelings about it because I wouldn't say it was harder than I expect because solely because of the fact that just based on camera activity, mm-hmm. we had so many daylight deer. Yeah, you're right. So many solid daylight bucks, shooter bucks within shooting distance of that blind, especially. Yeah. Yeah. In daylight hours. So if we had spent the time on site and in the blind, not it's not very hard right obviously making the shot is a whole other story 100 but the fact of having the opportunity to shoot as a deer not not harder than i expected the the timber hunting aspect away from the feeder slightly harder yeah a little, little more unpredictable than i expected yeah, yeah you're right. um i had a little higher hopes about figuring out the those bucks habits Mm-hmm. especially in the timber um so that part of it was a little harder but r- truly like last year if we had spent more time actually in the stand in mm-hmm. the blind we would have had several opportunities i think we i mean bucks yeah you're right i think we probably honestly if we would have been any opportunity that we were able we probably could have tagged mm-hmm. i think i think yeah it, and honestly for me yeah, I I gotta agree with you though. You know, now also with that aspect, I I also thought I mean we didn't hunt out there a great amount of time, but I also figured we're at least gonna get something. Yeah, you know, uh, which most of the time it was us letting stuff walk by, waiting for that right. shooter buck. We could have we could have got tagged on does for sure, and we should have been, and we were going to be towards the end of the season. We finally got fed up. Yeah. And we're going to start tagging some does out. Uh, mainly because of a uh, stupid bitch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Man, I'm interested to see yes. if she's a problem. This I year. hope she's dead. Uh, yeah. I don't know how that's going to go. Um, hopefully we can. We did everything we could do on that. Hopefully our game plan works out a little better this year and we can. Mm-hmm. I don't know what her deal was. She just had our number all last year. She figured us out. If. If she was even blowing at us. I don't know. Maybe she just... I think she just woke up pissed off. She was still alive every day. It's very possible. She woke up blowing. Um, That'll be interesting to figure out. But... I do think... um, It's going to depend on the buck activity a little bit. One thing that I've kind of lacked on in the past... I think I'm going to slightly shift my focus and focused a little more on breaking that ice. 
for the season. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that the other day. That that first doe that gives you a good shot opportunity, bust her ass. I like, think I'm going to this year. I, yeah. I held off last year of that thought even. Yeah. And I had opportunity to, to be honest with you, whenever I've been down in the timber stand, I had opportunity to shoot a doe, even a little spike. I would have shot that, that spike. <laughs> yeah. I would have proudly shot him for some meat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I would have preferred to shot a doe, but, you know, I think you're right. Breaking that ice just gives you that, that pump yeah. that you need. Well, and I think, call it a blessing, call it a curse. Last year, very early on, the bucks were there. So yeah. we knew our focus. Right. And we knew what we were targeting. Um. And just the the times that we got to hunt, if there was a doe there within that opportunity, we were like, no, the buck's going to be here mm-hmm. soon. Like, you got to wait out. And we weren't wrong. No, not really. It was just we couldn't have that opportunity to make shit happen. Yeah. And one of the podcasts that I've been recently listening to recently, too, they kind of touched on this about taking does early in the season or taking does later in the season mm-hmm. and how it might affect your buck activity when it comes to rut and stuff like that. At that property, especially, I don't think we have to worry about any kind of lack of does based on what we've yeah. seen. No. <laughs> the biggest thing we have to worry about when it comes to shooting a doe early season is the potential of messing up a hunt because there's a buck not chasing her, but making his way up mm-hmm. to the area shortly after. Now, but I think with this season, I think that's a risk I'm going to be willing to take. I am I too at this early point. season. If I can drop a doe or two. Yeah. As soon as I get those opportunities, I think I'm, I think yeah. I'm going to do it. I, I agree with you on that. I think I'm going to do the same. Now. I also think I start seeing those bucks on camera. My mind's probably going to change. It's very possible. I think it's probably going to. Yeah. Um, right now I'd like to think that, um, I just honestly, I want to get some meat in the freezer is what I want to do. So, well, not only meat in the freezer, but you just got to get those under your belt, especially when it comes to archery hunting. Well, and I don't know how to make this sound not bad, but if I'm going to make a bad shot, I'd almost rather be on a doe. Yeah, it's and, and it's it not the, it's not it's not the I don't want it to be ethical because I don't want to harm or injure injuring an animal while hunting is my greatest fear. I don't want to injure it. Yeah, and, and nobody make, nobody you know. actively wants to make a bad shot on a deer, right? Let it no, suffer no, absolutely not, or anything like that. But when you're considering the worst of both worlds, the the worst option is making a bad shot on a big buck. Mm-hmm. truly and based on the fact that one you care more about harvesting a trophy buck than you mm-hmm. do a doe but also the fact that there's a whole lot more does especially in that area than 100% bucks. so I think we've counted over 60 does that were on that <laughs> what what did we say five acre max yeah so, yeah yeah, it was like 21 in one sit or something like that. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. So, call it harsh, whatever you may want to do. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, 
you'd rather make the bad shot on mm-hmm. than a and then a shooter buck. Yeah. Not that I want to like I said. Which you can't go into it with that mindset expecting to make a bad shot. No. You're gonna make the best shot you can right. no matter what. Right, exactly. So, and which granted, every deer that I've shot with a bow, I was probably equally as amped, whether it was the wall hanger buck that I've currently got on the wall or the does that Except for the one you missed three times. I'm going to bring that up, just to be an ass every once in a while. I miss her twice, oh, first sorry, of all. Sorry. It's not three times. With the second shot, you were calmed down. I don't think I was that excited on the first shot either. Maybe that's a problem. I'd been watching her for 30 minutes before that anyways. Yeah, maybe, but, maybe that's a problem. Well, the first time I missed her, there was a buck in the area too. Yeah, I, you know what? I no, people wish. can go back and listen to these episodes if they want <laughs> sure. to hear that. But, so, granted, I get super stoked whether I'm shooting a doe or a buck. Yeah. But it's, I like to think it's slightly easier to make a better shot on a doe than a nice buck. I could agree with that. Yeah. So, probably one of the rarest occurrences in archery, whitetail hunting, in general. My first deer with a bow was a buck worthy of putting on the wall. And fortunately enough, I was able to make a solid shot. But I went through a drought after that buck. Let me tell you, mm-hmm. I missed. The same doe twice in one hunt within about 30 minutes of each other. <laughs> and I've missed one or two does before I was able to kill another doe with my bow. Mm-hmm. So it's just name of the game. You get yeah. worked up. It's exciting. And it's tough to do. If you okay. try to tell me it's not, I don't believe you. <laughs> so yeah. unless you're just somebody that hunts like mad and has every opportunity in the world to shoot countless with your bow then you probably get a little used to it but right if you got that kind of property and access even then you can't tell me you don't get a little worked up even even shooting a doe no so so what is your your absolute most priority goal between the properties you got and um what you're looking forward to this deer season what's your goal that you want to achieve um well this is going to be really not news to anybody, but it, it should make sense if you know my situation. As hard as I deer hunt, which Cade knows mm-hmm. as good as anybody, I haven't killed a buck since the one that I put on the wall. Mm-hmm. I've been hunting pretty hard the last couple of years Very. and have not put a buck on the ground. Yeah. That's my goal this year. It doesn't have to be bigger than the one that I've got on the wall. Yeah. But I need to put a buck on the ground. Mm-hmm. I had an, I had a couple opportunity last year, a couple opportunities last year to put a, like to at least shoot at a buck. And I held off because I knew there was bigger bucks on the property at my main property that I hunt. So I hesitated looking back now. Wish I would have shot that buck just to get a buck on the ground. Um, obviously, I want to shoot a mature buck. The bucks that I had an opportunity at weren't the most mature. But looking back, I wish I would have done it. Um, so really, that's my goal this year. I just kind of put, put a buck on the ground. Right. I was able to finish last year on a solid note after having 
a pretty tough season with some issues with my bow mm. in the moment because mm-hmm. I tried to shoot a couple deer and just had problems. And when yeah. I figured out the problem, I ended on a good note, was able to kill a doe with my bow last year. So this year, looking to step up and put a buck on the ground. That's, that's truly my goal. I think, I think it'll happen this year. I sure hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But also, even aside from me specifically, like, man, I'm ready for you to, dude. I'm ready for you to experience that feeling, dude. Because <laughs> you're already hooked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like, I can just tell just by talking to you and hunting with you last year. But yeah. man, when you shoot that, I know first it's one, gonna be fucking over, <laughs> dude. It's gonna be a whole I didn't even have to shoot that buck that I scared off, <laughs> and I didn't even really scare him off. He said that we had a staring contest for a solid three minutes <laughs> i just couldn't shoot him yeah but after seeing him that fucking close dude yeah my blood's pumping right now dude yeah that's yeah. that's another one of my goals that i really have no control of because you have to make the shot but that's yeah. a goal of mine this year whether it's a buck or a doe or a spike i don't give no. a shit i'm seeing whatever the fuck comes out this year i was too conservative i, I think last year on the ground yeah. i was way too conservative last year i think and I'm saying that now, come to your season, I'm probably going to be the same way just because that's just how I am. Well, but I got to be more disciplined to try to get something on the ground this year. That's kind of my thought process, thinking about it more and more now. Like we went into it pretty confident last year Very. about the opportunities yes. that we might have and shots that we might have at deer. But this year, man, I'm telling you, that first opportunity you get at a deer within range. Mm-hmm. You need to let an arrow fly. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I don't, I don't give care. a shit. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. If you shoot a spike and a 140 walks out 15 minutes after you shoot him, <laughs> so be it. If you get a spike on yeah. the ground, I will be stoked. Yeah. I'm, I honestly, it's just for the, the fact that I'm like, I put that in the freezer. There's no feeling like it. There's not. It, yeah. That that's what I'm looking for. Not the like, ooh, I got my first one because that was behind me in high school, guys. Don't you worry. <laughs> I didn't eat a bit of her, but I got her. <laughs> but you know, I'm telling you, you shoot one with a bow. I know it's different. Whole new world. It because I didn't feel it when I shot her with the rifle. Yeah. I didn't. And it was a reaction. I catch so much flack for that nowadays. Like people think, oh, you're just cocky. You think you're too good for a rifle. No, I no, get I'm it. not. I've killed deer with a rifle and I, I, I enjoy doing it. I appreciate mm-hmm. the fact that I had the opportunity to do that, mm-hmm. but because I've done it with an, a bow and a rifle, there's no better feeling than doing it with a bow. Right. And 10 times out of 10, if you ask me, would you rather have simple, easy hunt with a rifle shooting a deer at 200 yards or struggling and grinding it out with a bow to get that one? Take the boat ten times out of ten. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, it's not hard to pull a trigger. Now, that's not me being a dick and putting down the rifle hunters out there because you got to do what you got to do. Do your thing, whatever you makes enjoy, you happy. Yeah, if you enjoy it, fucking do it. Whatever gives you that rush, do your thing. Yeah. I might talk a little bit of shit, but I don't mean it personally. I just like to do it because I like to talk shit. Yeah. But truly. Do your thing. If that's what if that's what gets you going. Truth be told, we need the rifle hunters out there for the shit that we can't hit. Exactly. <laughs> so 
Yeah, you guys clean up at the middle of the season, so yeah, hundred percent. So no, I'm, I'm so stoked. I'm getting that itch. I'm starting the planning, and uh, I'm ready to get after it. But one thing that stuck out to me whenever I was listening to that first podcast of the year that got mm-hmm. me started to think about it. Like I said, I think I mentioned it earlier. The podcast was really not anything specific. They were like, this is a BS session with the boys, which is literally what you're and I podcast. Exactly. Is. Yeah. Like all the time. Um, but they were like, guys, there's, there's no, they were taking like uh, listener questions and stuff like that during their podcast. But really it was just about like sitting around with your friends and talking mm-hmm. about whatever. And it started getting me think about like something that maybe I don't appreciate enough, but like there's no better feeling to me than sitting around doing stuff like this. Like, 100%. Like talking to my closest friends about yeah. the things that we're passionate about. Yeah. And this is like a sentimental shift from the, the right. year season prep. But yeah. like, man, there's just... I think about it. I'm like, man, I gotta appreciate those moments 100%. more. Like, yeah, that's something that this sport does. It like brings uh, yeah. people together, you know? Because like, I mean... Just think about if we never hunted or fished, fished, fished together or anything. Like, we never did those activities. I mean, how close would our friend? Because you know how clo- how much we did that throughout high school. I understand that's why we're friends. Pretty much, because yeah. You and I took our hunter safety together. Your mom drove us to whatever <laughs> yeah. class that was. You know, that was yeah. a reason why we were friends. You know, yeah. because the hunting and fishing and the interest in, within both of us. I mean, I granted, mm-hmm. I illegally hunted for a couple of years before <laughs> that, but. <laughs> You know, <laughs> no, it's just it, it, for whatever reason that episode got me thinking not only about getting the itch for deer season, but right? It was just like, man, that's a good feeling about like some, it's crazy to think that something like that could bring like certain people so close together, and like that's how you mm-hmm. form like your closest friends, 100%. You know? Yeah, and we did other stuff in high school and stuff yeah. like all your friends, but like truly that's really kind of something that like brought us together. Right. You know? And I feel like that's like the, the purest form of friendship too. Like, like you have your friends and then you have your, your guys, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I, I, that, that's, that's what you get from that because right. I don't know. It's hard to explain unless you just experience it. I guess yeah, it really is. But it's it's something that that I don't think you can explain, and uh, they just gotta go through it with someone, you know. Yeah, and it makes me look forward even to like just listening to that podcast or whatever, thinking about the future. Granted, you and I do this to record a podcast ever so often, and we can sit and reflect and mm-hmm. get excited about certain things, but. And in the future with trips and stuff like that, when it's say, yeah. like you can, whether there's podcasts involved or not, just sitting around with the boys yeah. and bullshitting and mm-hmm. just, like, I'm already excited to see what the guys trip 24 brings. Yeah, exactly. Because like, just keep out we grown from the first one to the next one. You know, it's just, I'm excited for them to be, start being hunting trips. Instead yeah. of fishing trips, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. 
at some point we're going to be shooting out freaking in Wyoming or Colorado or Montana on a guy's trip. I dude. sure freaking hope so. You dude. know what I mean? That's what I'm, that's what I'm, yeah. Dude, I don't even get me started on the West right now because <laughs> I'm in love with the West. But yeah, no, I, I 100% agree with that. Like it's, it's the inspiration almost to yourself of what our just your and I friendship has been. Yeah. Like, can you inspire yourself or I don't, I don't know if it's a thing, but like, I don't know how to explain that. Yeah. And it makes me think like, granted, there's always things in life. You got to prioritize like mm-hmm. your faith, family, and that sort of thing. But that's something that I always want to keep as a priority. Mm-hmm. Like make that time to not only, obviously like, it will always be a priority for me to maintain like my hunting and fishing passions, like keep that priority to always have, always keep producing the opportunities for your boys to get together, whether it's Mm -hmm. a hunting camp or a fishing trip or something like that, you know, that's something I want to keep it a priority. Yeah. And always like, like I said, I'm just, so freaking excited just in the future on just the guys trips like you and i started this as just a you and i think yeah on guys trips but the expectations like yeah dakota will come or Mm -hmm. eventually we'll have some more people come we didn't i didn't expect a year later we'd have dakota and ryan coming going to a in quotation outfitter fishing trip you know what i mean you know stepped up from year one to year yeah we were camping in tents not getting sleep and the balls hot (laughs) of may of all times so like i just didn't expect it like it was just a bullshit conversation you and i we might have been trying to relive beer ball that night i don't know (laughs) well yeah and it just makes you think like the fact that we stepped up that big from one year to the next i know just makes you think about the possibilities in the future i know we can keep this thing going mm-hmm. if we just yeah. focus, it, like make it a priority, like I said. Yeah. So And just like the friendship that you get from that. Like I met Ryan one time. I can bullshit with him from now on, I oh, think. Yeah, 100%. Like he's a, he's a cool dude. And I think it just goes to show like this might get kind of skeptical, but just the difference between friendships with guys and yeah. how those are earned versus women. Ooh, you're, you're, that, that got off the deep in a little bit. Edgy there, dude. But I agree. A I little agree. bit. I mean, I feel it's like 100% valid. My my personal opinion. This is getting off topic a little bit, <laughs> but my personal opinion. I feel like men have better friendships than women. I'm inclined to agree. I feel like. I, okay, I'm gonna put this this way. I feel like guys' friendships, like. We're assholes and dicks to each other out front in the open, but not mean it. Yeah. I say it to your face. Women friendships, they're nice to your face. Yeah, you look good in that. <laughs> they walk out the door. She looks like a fucking cow. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I agree. They're, 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 they're nice to your face, but shitty behind your back. That's not a friendship. No. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> that's just what I'm saying. Like, I feel like. Nine times out of ten, men have better friendships than, than women. And I, and I feel like it's why guys hang on to their friends a lot longer than women do. Yeah, I feel like it's a lot more common for guys to have, like, 
your ride or die friends. Like yeah. you, you find that select few and like you mm-hmm. stick with them. Right. With guys. I don't think that's as common. That's, that's I don't think sure. so. I mean, and I guess you and I can tell each other exactly what the fuck we think about each other. Yeah. 10 minutes later. All right, let's go get some dinner and some beer real quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's move past that right quick. But if just imagine if two women told each other what they thought of each other, they'd never <laughs> talk or see each other again. Yeah. Ever. No, 100%. You know what I mean? I just... Yeah, but I think this is, can only, it's not necessarily, well, it's also a guy thing and yeah. friendships, but also relating it back to, the the friendships companionships that just what we do can Mm -hmm. provide just thinking about i met ryan through my first job out of high school i started at a company that's based out of florida we had a small office in okc Mm -hmm. and there's like nine of us ten of us working for this company in this specific area right and ryan and i hit it off like mm-hmm. nobody in that office became good friends right except for ryan and i yeah it's pretty funny how that works because we have that common interest yeah and it's just crazy how it can bring people like like-minded people together uh, and it's crazy just how like even even if it didn't like like your common interest or i mean even it have to be slightly but even like your hobbies may not be the same yeah just personality Mm-hmm. I was just like, guys, just link up. Yeah. No problem. Mm-hmm. Now, we may not have a lot of friends, but you got those select few that you're like, all right, you're probably going to be at my funeral. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, truthfully, going in through, like, I met some really good friends in college, and I met some friends in college that I have probably one friend from college that doesn't necessarily share my same passion for like hunting Mm -hmm. and fishing and stuff like that, but he's going to be a good friend of mine for a very long time. But truthfully, after high school and college, I was like, I've got my, my best friends. Like I'm not expecting to make any more best friends, you know, Mm -hmm. but for whatever reason, I met Ryan at my first job, and Ryan will continue right. to be one of my closest friends yep. for a very long time. It's so just, it's just crazy. To yeah, I agree with that. It. I mean, it's gosh, it's crazy to think about that though. Like, you're probably only going to make so many friends throughout your lifetime, and mm-hmm. most of the time, it's going to be while you're young. Yeah, you may make some acquaintances while you get older, and neighbors you're friendly with or you may share a beer with every once in a while you know but you only have a select few that you're right or die with you know and it's almost like you know immediately Mm -hmm. you have that sense you know yeah and it's it's insane to think about that and like i said it's just you almost like like i said you're you're gonna be my funeral (laughs) yeah maybe it's a guy thing i don't know if it's a lack of intelligence or what yeah. <laughs> you meet that one you're like yeah you're you're with me till the end i don't know why but you're with me till the yeah end. i've got a, <laughs> you guys are stupid right <laughs> i've got a buddy of mine that was like you know at my funeral will you um text everyone thanks for coming off my phone i'm like oh, bet, dude i am doing that 
only if you do it for me if I die first. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Could you imagine if I died and you got a text mid-service from me? Thanks for showing up, bro. That's brutal. That's brutal, but I'm going to do it for him. You know what I mean? <laughs> it just makes me think, like, if... Lord forbid, if I went sooner and, like, you were at a funeral and say, like, my mother was still around and she got a text from me and she found out it was from you. <laughs> you know, and you're high, dude. I did it for the bro, dude. If you put it in the will, I got to do it. I would do it. No, that would be pretty nuts. Yeah. My request is, I don't know if I would go that brutal. I'm, it's equally as brutal. I want to record myself like mid-service or at the cemetery. Like, sound like I'm muffled and be like, hey, let me out of here. It's dark in here. Oh my I want to do that. Gosh, that's horrible. Yeah. I don't know which one's worth, the text message or that. Both pretty bad. I, don't, I want to do something like that. I'm not going to go out on a sad note. It might make it more sad. <laughs> just going to freak out. I, th- I feel like I would bring some laughs. I mean, I'd laugh, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, this is a... Okay, well... No, I would do that. I would, <laughs> I would do that. That just... That just solidifies my stage from earlier. <laughs> Guys just lack intelligence. <laughs> 100%. I mean, this might be a little dark turn, but oh we were talking about death. Like, like if you, if you were given like a month to live, like who would you tell? Ooh. Like, who who would you tell? I got a month to live. I don't know. That's tough. That is a tough one. My first thought, and like, if I thought about this a lot harder, maybe my mind would change. My first thought is, like, right now, if I was told I had a month to live, I'm not telling my mom. Because it would be too sad. It would break my heart mm-hmm. and of course break hers. Because like only mom's boy, whatever. I'm I'm close closer to my mom than right. just about anybody in this world. I think I could tell my boys. I could tell you. I could tell my brother. Mm-hmm. And I could tell like my closest friends and be like, boys, here's the deal. I got a month to live. Let's live this shit up. Yeah. Let's have a good time. I know you got priorities, but I got a month. <laughs> Let's live this shit up. You know? Yeah. No, I get that. I think that's where my mind goes. And like the way I would live it, I would obviously live it up with my boys, but also like in those crucial moments, you know, with the fam. Mm-hmm. But just I, I don't think I could let them know because I think it would break their heart too bad, break mine as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I could tell 
like I said, I could tell my boys and they could understand like, all right, yeah, let's make the most of it. You know? Yeah. I'm like 50, 50 on that. It's, it's tough because 80% of me is like, I'm not going to tell a goddamn soul of who was outside of that doctor's appointment with me. Yeah. Even my wife. Yeah. Because if you see that aspect of it too, think about it. Like, even if it's between you and me, I don't ever want that fucking goodbye. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even no matter who it's with. Yeah. No matter how much fun you have between, hey, I got a month, so I'm gone. Right. I don't want that last part. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the other side of it's like, I do want that. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, that makes me think about it even more. Yeah. Part of me. Or even with my wife, you know, that sounds freaking brutal to say that. This is really brutal. This is a brutal conversation. But, yeah. But, and the other part of it is like, if you don't want to make the fucking time, I ain't going to waste the last month of my life trying to tell you that and then pack everyone's time into my time that I have left. Yeah. So are you thinking about it in the aspect of if I don't tell you I have a month and you're not willing to make the time like that tells me you're not the real one or are you saying like if I do tell you and you're not willing to make it? Because if you don't tell people, I don't know, it could change the way it, Obviously, it would change the way people act. 100% would. So, but it would change everyone's way they would act. Yeah. It would, it would almost be like too overwhelming That's if you my told point. anybody. I would almost rather be like, oh my God, he just randomly died. Yeah. I think that would be the most probably selfless way to go. Mm-hmm. Don't tell anybody because then. Nobody feels bad for not spending enough time with you. You know, well, no, they yeah, would. Everybody might, but they had no control over it, right? You know, at that point, you controlled that. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. That's a that's a weird. It. This is I told you it's a it's a deep topic because you could go either way. Yeah. But like, I see your point. Like, all right, I'm gonna tell the boys, but I'm not gonna tell my fam. Yeah. But at the same time, though, like I said, I don't want that fucking goodbye. Yeah, no, I would, I would hate to do that. Like, because you know, especially to let anybody know that goodbye is coming. Yeah, but it's it's the thing. It's like I think my boys could handle it slightly better. I'll be a nervous wreck. Well, yeah, I but would too. I, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's like let the boys know so we live it up, whatever. But just don't let the family know because they'd like just stress about it. You know, dealing with that that. Goodbye. Yeah. But yeah, that's there's not a right answer, I feel like. No, there's really not. Yeah. But like I said, I'm almost leaning towards like if I went alone to that doctor's appointment, I don't know if I'd leave out without saying a word to anyone. No, yeah. Now that you mention that, yeah. I, that even, would be even a, to even to family close. Yeah, that would be a strong consideration of mine too. Because I, I feel like it slightly makes it a little less hard mm-hmm. on those around you. Like, they don't know it's coming, so they don't have that guilt. And I also think about, like, it's... That pressure, you know? Right. I also f- think about, like, it's almost easier to let someone go if you already knew. Maybe. Versus a surprise. Yeah. So you... This is what I'm saying. Like, you don't want that stress if you're already dying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, hopefully neither of us ever. Yeah, no, but like <laughs> actually experience that situation. But pack, we gotta fucking tell each other now. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> but yeah, like because everyone's gonna be like hostile of their time with you. Yeah, for sure. And almost selfless selfish with their own time which i mean i get completely reasonable yeah like i'm gonna be dead in 20 days yeah or whatever (laughs) but yeah i think at the same time like i'm the one dying can i have my time right (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think it, it would almost have to be the play like you don't tell anybody but you also try to like focus on that it's like hey man let's Let's go do some fishing. Let's go do yeah, some exactly. Hunting. Like yeah. really push towards like, man, I need, we need this trip. Like, yeah, but you got to do it without being like too obvious. Like, Hey motherfucker, I'm going to die in 20 days. Let's go spend some time together. <laughs> if I randomly quit my job, you might know. Yeah, probably. Cause I'm not going to have a decent idea. I'll quit. I ain't going to work. <laughs> no, hundred percent. I'm not working. Oh, the only way I'm working is if my fam desperately needed that insurance money. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, and I don't know if I heard that somewhere or if I just thought about it. I was like, damn, I don't know. That's a hard. That's a tough one. Yeah, that's tough to think about. Like, imagine, like, you just went in for something and be like, all right, we got a month. I could imagine that, though. Well, settled. I'm never going to the doctor again because I don't want to (laughs) know. If I'm going to die in a month, I don't want to know. Yeah, that's that's insane. (laughs) I think about though. Yeah, it is. Like that brought brought me stress and anxiety just thinking about if I or who I would tell. <laughs> yeah, it really does. <laughs> Besides, okay, we're going a little less dark, but still dark. Oh, good. <laughs> Actually, just as equal dark. <laughs> Besides going peacefully in your sleep, if it was an accident, how would you rather go? Oh, uh, dude, why are you so? I don't know. <laughs> this one wasn't on my list. The last one was. This one just came out of my head. Um, Completely irrelevant for deer hunting. Yeah, that was a hard pivot. That one was. We'll probably end it after this. <laughs> um, I don't know. It has to be something. If you're not going peacefully in your sleep, it's got to be something instant, right? Is it? I think it's. I think for me, it's got to be something instant. I would prefer an instant type of situation rather than the, hey, you've got a month to live. You choose whether you'd let everybody know. For personal reasons, I would too. Yeah. Because I feel like that, because I feel like in that month, I don't know. Because I was about to say, I feel like in that month, you would have so much depression. Yeah. But also at the same time, I feel like you would have so much peace. Mm. Because you know. You know it's coming. I don't know. I don't. I, don't I feel like you would, you would find that piece. You would make that piece. I don't know that I. Granted, you don't know until you're in the situation, but I don't know that I'd find that piece because I would constantly. I, you were saying like people might be selfish with their time with you or something like that. Like I would also, I think I would feel that guilt. Like, yeah, not spending enough time with certain people. You know, yeah, 
at the same time, I feel like you'd be more motivated at a month. You'd be more motivated not only to do what you needed to do while you're here, but spiritually to do that then. That's true. I feel like you'd be more at peace. Yeah. Good way to put it. Because you would make sure you would you would have your day you would have your days early on, I think. Yeah. But I think as as day after day got on, you know, my actual timer's ticking. I feel like you'd find your peace spiritually and faith. Yeah, but the the other side of it is like not only the for lack of better terms, best of both worlds as far as other people not expecting it and not having to like look forward to it or whatever and you not having to look forward to it, that's the instant part. But like I don't know. I don't know. That's tough. That actually stumps because, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I feel like the instant thing. Well, and you also don't, depending on what it is that's taking you out. You know, you don't want to suffer physically. No, either. but if if I wasn't going peacefully in my sleep, I want to go out. With a fucking bang. <laughs> yeah. Now, I hope it's instant, but I want to be like, whenever they're at my funeral, I'm like, you know what I mean? Well, <laughs> yeah, but do you, can you expect that and have that same feeling? Like, can you know that's coming? Well, no. A month in advance. No, 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 I'm not saying that. If if I, okay. I feel like if you go on a month in advance, you're still going peacefully. Are you? This, like, feeling-wise, like you're not suffering. Well, how do you you go? How do you know a month in advance and not feel it physically? Okay, that's, okay, fair enough. I'm talking about traumatic, I guess, accident-wise. You know the accident's coming. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm saying differently. Though. Oh, yeah, Like, yeah. car accident, yeah, yeah. explosion, whatever it may be. Versus sit. Mm, that's still physical. I don't know how to explain yeah. that. But you know what I mean. Accident versus something bodily that's consuming. I don't know. Yeah. For me, it's, I don't know. It's got to be something gnarly if I'm not going to sit. Because I don't want to just be like, <laughs> my pussy died for that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, no, I agree. Like if you if you if you know you're going out, you want it to be for something cool. Yeah, like <laughs> want to die for a reason. You gotta at least look like a badass when you yeah. die. You know, <laughs> that's so brutal. It is. I this is what goes through my head while I drive throughout the day. Like. What, what would I rather die for? You know, <laughs> I think you need to see a therapist. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe you're right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I feel like not that I'd ever do it because I'm scared to do it. Probably for the reason I'm about to say, but skydiving. Yeah, 
I'm too scared to do it, but I would. That'd be a cool reason to die. That'd be yeah. That'd be an all right way to do it. I, I feel like it'd be instant if something messed up. Well, other than like the twenty seconds when you realize something messed up and you know you're going to <laughs> be quick. No, I agree though. Yeah, be quick. Like if it's if it's gonna be instant, yeah, it's like you know, yeah, you you're doing something cool. You were having my point. fun for the most part until the, twenty seconds until that last like twenty seconds when you realize yeah. your shoot didn't. That, that twenty seconds is what we don't tell on the funeral. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> made a hell of an impression on that double wide though. <laughs> God, this got dark real quick. What a shift from the excitement <laughs> of deer season. <laughs> to, but that's better than being crushed in a car for three hours trying to get it, you know. 100% agree. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather you play that part after I go skydiving whenever I get brave enough in 10 years and I die. I'd rather play this part of my funeral than anything. We're going to go skydiving one day. Fuck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. Would you really not do it? I'm 50-50. Like, I'm scared of that, <laughs> but I'm not. Like, I want to experience that. I'm scared of it, but I, I 100% do it. It's, it looks like fun. It does look <laughs> like fun. Is it fun? Now? I don't know. Man, I don't know. I feel like... They, Should we do it? I feel, yeah, we're doing it. We, <laughs> well, we've decided it now on this podcast. I mean, we, you decided it for us. Yeah, I've decided it now. Yeah, we're, we're going to do it one day. I feel like... Since we're not like, you have to be licensed to do it. I'm sure you do. Well, by yourself, yeah. But you can go. But we're strapped to those other dudes, so they force us to do it. Yeah. No, that's how we'll do it. We'll go on a trip. Like we'll pay for somebody to jump with us. You know. My anxiety is picking up right now. But how old are we? Twenty five. I don't know. Before we're thirty, we're gonna go skydiving. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's happening. <laughs> See, you, you guys be heard like, it here. Yeah, I could do five more years. No, now that I'm old enough to realize five years is in a blink of an eye, I'm scared. We're going to do it before we're 30. I'm going to be so mad if that's my birthday present. Obviously not this next year because I owe you one. Yeah, it's not going to happen this next year, but that's a good idea for a birthday. I hate myself right now. Yeah. Can I decline those? Nope. Not allowed. If you decline it, you have to give me back every birthday present I've had. See my chills I got? That's my anxiety. (laughs) I want to so bad. And I feel like I would thank you afterwards, but I just the point before that. Oh, that's such a good idea. I'm so glad we've had this conversation. We're going to do it. I'm never going to trust a birthday ever again. <laughs> Just know before you're 30, one of your birthday presents is about to be a skydiving trip. That's honestly scary to me. I have so much anxiety right now. I'm so excited for it now. <laughs> so much anxiety. I've never had so much high anxiety until right now. Oh, yes. You guys heard it here. There will be a podcast coming in the future. Where we discuss our skydiving trip. Am I red in the face right now? <laughs> a little bit. I feel it. I'm scared already. Because I don't like surprises. And I know that's going to come out. We're like, all right. <laughs> we're going to the airport. I don't even know if I'll tell you we're going to the airport. I'll just be like, hey, I got, a, I got your birthday present. We got to go get it. 
This is why I don't like surprises. Just know you gave me this idea. So if anybody's to blame here, it's really you. You're going to hate me for this because I'm going to ask you all the fucking time about it. <laughs> all the time. Well, it's happening. So before we're 30. Your wife's going to be pissed at me too when it happens. <laughs> How old are we? 25. Like right now or about to be? Right now. So I'm about to be 26. Yep. Fuck. No. <laughs> Only four more years. <laughs> that gives you a whole extra leg up on me then. What do you mean? Actually, it doesn't. Not really. It has to be before you're 30, so. Mm. We're going to do it. Can we bump it to 35 since nope. we're 25? Nope. I don't like this if at we all. we don't do it before we're 30, we'll never do it. I vote for that one. Nope. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> <That's so scary. laughs> I'm speechless. We got off on that. You didn't even answer my question. What was your question? What would be your choice of traumatic death if it wasn't peacefully? God damn it. <laughs> that was mine. Well, that's a problem if it's both of ours and we're going to go skydiving before we're 30. <laughs> Oh my gosh. No, I don't know. I don't have a specific, but I think if I was going to pick. It'd be something anything, similar. It'd be, yeah, it'd be something instant. I don't want to know about it. Mm, 20 seconds, you're going to know about it. There ain't well, no, no way you're going to It doesn't that. have to be skydiving. All right, I'm all just right, saying. all right, all right. Moving on from that, moving a little more dark. <sighs> we can't keep going on so, this dark path. So say. In that 20 seconds, your parachute fails, right? You smack the ground. Yeah. Yep. You miraculously like live through that. Mm-hmm. Like, would you mm-hmm, would you would you want to be alive after that or not? Nope. Not even a little bit. Nope. No questions. No second thoughts about it. I don't, I don't think so either. Walk up to me and just put a bullet. <laughs> that sounds brutal, but I'm serious. I'm, like, I'm pretty well the same way. <laughs> I, I don't think I could. Uh-uh. No. I don't think I could. I'm out. I got real dark. Yeah, it really did. I don't appreciate the darkness of this episode that you turned us to. <laughs> Well, we hit both of my topics. <laughs> <laughs> and we figured out a birthday present for you. I can't the next believe that, dude. <laughs> so, that one is not on purpose. <laughs> I'm not happy about I'm it. I'm actually really excited about I it. I know you are. I can tell. <laughs> I can tell. It'll be so cool when we do it. I've visually seen... You know, I made a joke about going through double wide, but I've visually seen that happen working at the airport. <laughs> That's why I'm scared. Uh, it'd be I. Where do I go to high school? No. 
We're going to go to like a professional place. I mean, he's a professional. Skydiving? Mm-hmm. He's got a school there. Well, we won't go there. <laughs> Maybe cut that part out. <laughs> yeah, actually, <laughs> I don't know if they would appreciate that. Yeah, probably not. I've heard they got a good uh, skydiving school at Jinx. Yeah, where you want to go? We don't need a school. We just need a trip. Where we I want to be fucking schooled on how to do that shit. Well, what if... Hmm, I hope I pass out. They're going to school you. I hope I pass on out. On how you're supposed to like, do your part. But realistically, all you got to do is just be there. They're going to do everything. They're strapped on to you. They're going to pull the chutes. It might let you like steer a little bit on the way down. No, I think, okay. My struggle is, I don't think it's a falling part. Falling, I'll be great at. I have no choice. The, the thing I'm going to, and even climb. Plane, I think I'll be fine. I'd be a little sketched out because I know what's coming. Yeah. When they open the fucking doors, because <laughs> I'm strapped to the front of the sky. I'm going out head first before the guy on my back. Yeah. That's going to be my struggle. Five well, seconds after that, I'm gonna, I think I'll enjoy it. Well, the beauty of it is you're not in control. He's going to jump out with you attached to him no matter what. <laughs> How high are these guys? Like 20,000? I don't know if it's that high. Probably not that. 15 at least. Maybe. 14, 15,000? I don't actually know. Yeah. I think I'll love it, but hate it. Yeah, you'll appreciate it when we do it. I won't even ride roller coasters. Roller coasters are overrated. We're going to go skydiving. <laughs> I hate my topic choices. <laughs> I'm really excited at the breakthrough <laughs> we've discovered. <laughs> I don't, you're going to probably have to whoop my ass getting on that plane. And do. <laughs> I don't. Hmm. It's going to happen. We'll get you worked up to it over the next couple of years. It'll be like the 28th, 29th birthday, maybe. Or I might surprise you with it next year. We'll see. <laughs> You're going to be hammered. Now, if I hammered skydived, I might do it. I don't think that's legal, bro. <laughs> I'm not flying the plane. Why can't I fall drunk? I don't know. You may be able to screw up the controls of the guy escorting you. <laughs> I don't um, know. We'll figure it out though. It's gonna happen. So I feel like I can have some say so if I'm falling out of the sky at fourteen thousand feet. Well maybe, but you're gonna do it regardless, so you gotta live a little. All I ask is if I'm gonna die skydiving, don't let it be in Oklahoma. Oh, you don't want it to be in Oklahoma? Where do you want it to be? I don't know. Somewhere cooler than Oklahoma if I'm going to skydive. What's wrong with Oklahoma? Nothing, but I'd rather be like, oh, you're skydiving in Colorado or something. I don't know. <laughs> not, is, in, not in Tulsa. If you splat on the ground, it probably feels the same in Colorado as Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We in this podcast it's gotten way too dark. <laughs> oh my 
figure out those details at a later date. Just know it's coming at some point. <laughs> Every year you're going to get your birthday present and just be so relieved when it's not skydiving. You're like, oh, yes, I got another year at least. I'm going to start taking my vacays during my birthday month. I don't care. I'll schedule it three months before. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't like this. You're going to go on a guy's trip one year and it's just going to be a skydiving trip. <laughs> you remember whenever I said that guys have better friendship than women? I think I'm starting, starting to realize this may not be true. I told you it's 100% lack of intelligence in men. Makes for great friendships, but maybe not great decisions. Either way, it's a thing. So, and we like start softly and be like, whatever the what's it called whenever you do it at the beach, parasailing. Yeah, can we do that first? We can do that too. First, you get me that for my birthday, and then I'll get you skydiving for your birthday. But I got to do mine first because we got to warm up to it. Yeah, that's fine. Has to be before we're thirty, or you're going on a surprise skydiving trip without going parasailing. So, just letting you know. Are you gonna go to the beach? Yeah. Stay when? Do this summer. <laughs> this summer? Mm. Within the next like two months? Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to the beach. <laughs> you said say when, bitch. <laughs> That's not what I meant. It's not my birthday this summer. I didn't get you anything for your last birthday. Trust me, I know. <laughs> Didn't know we were keeping tabs, but okay. <laughs> they win anytime but this summer. <laughs> and for real, might be though. You can go to the beach this summer. <laughs> Doesn't mean I'm going to the beach this summer. I'll just fly. I'll just fly down for a parasailing trip, and it maybe, maybe, maybe some redfish fishing. You paying for it all? No. And I'm out. <laughs> it's a birthday present to me, but I have to pay for it. I'll pay for the parasailing. <laughs> How are you going to schedule a trip during the summer when it's already summer? You can't just schedule that shit like a week in advance. That'd be August. Maybe Sep. Maybe September. Mm -mm. Why? Your season starts in October. It's a week, weekend. You'd be all right. That's probably time that I could spend prepping for your season. Sounds like you're scared to go parasailing. Bitch, I will book a parasailing trip next week. (laughs) Say I fucking won't. (laughs) I dare you to say I won't. You won't. All right. It's booked. Do it. It's on the pod. You going to go? If I can get my... I'm going to be in Texas this week. The week of the 4th, I will book a trip like Sunday. You going to pay for my flight? Yep. And the flight back for my son's birthday? You going to go on the trip? If you if you pay for it, I will do it. A hundred percent. No, parasailing is supposed to be what you're paying for. I pay for the skydiving. I was about to get you to pay for your own birthday. <laughs> okay, for real though, if you do that, I would go. Well, if I'm paying for a trip, we're going straight to skydiving. 
I'll schedule a skydiving trip in September. I'm almost willing to take you up on that. <laughs> My emotions are like a roller coaster right now. <laughs> but we got to do it somewhere epic, not not here. You can fly to Australia to go skydiving. Oh, <laughs> I don't even know if you can do that. You're really paying for that one. That's what I'm thinking of. I can't afford that trip. We can meet up with Zach. We can do that. Zach, let us know if you've got any skydiving <laughs> charters over there. Uh, no, just like not like. If I'm gonna die, I want to. I want to splat someplace good. How about we don't splat? I mean, that's the goal. We'll go skydiving in Oklahoma. Mm. We love it. We'll go again somewhere cool. You're going to make your family pay for your funeral to transport you all the way from somewhere else? To- I told you, epic if it's going to be dramatically <laughs> not peacefully in my sleep. Why is this podcast about dying all of a sudden? <laughs> I don't know. We're not dying. We're going skydiving. And only parasailing before then if you pay for it. Lights included for me. Uh, if I'm paying for anything, we're do we have to fly. I don't care. We can drive. As long as it's on your dime. Like I said, if I pay for anything, we're going skydiving. I don't know. Your, your random trip on the 4th of July weekend on the Gulf was pretty nice. What? You said you're going to play for a trip down to Florida. Oh, yeah. We'll go skydiving in Florida. I'd do that. You want to do that? Mm-hmm. I would over Florida, yeah. Well, we're not going to hang out in Florida. We're going to fly down there, go skydiving, and fly back. We have to hang out a little bit. No. Just a little bit. I ain't got the money for that. <laughs> if I come in on a Friday, we fly out Saturday morning. Got out Saturday evening. Fly back Sunday. Like, I wouldn't even gone. Your wife would probably know you're gone. I'm gonna be home all week. She's fine. You wanna do it? You book it. <laughs> give me drunk enough, I will do it. No, you can't say give me drunk enough. I'll be scared shitless, but I might do it. I'll make some calls. I can schedule it before the four. <laughs> we really want to do this. But you can't bitch out on me because if I spend the money, we're gonna do this. I need your full on commitment. Uh, I really want to. We're going to do it. We're not going to rush into it, though. We'll figure it out. I feel like if I rush into it, I'm going to think about it too much. Just get the fuck, just get it over with. No, because I would tell you, like, hey, we're going this weekend. I need you to be ready to get on a plane. You'd be like, oh, my wife wants me to go grocery shopping this day. I can't do that. <laughs> They're not wrong, but if you say, hey, three weeks, this Friday through Sunday before 4th, I'd probably bounce down to Florida with you. No, you wouldn't be able to. If you pay for it. 
We're going to go on a skydiving trip. I can guarantee that right now. All right, just guarantee it's not going to be Oklahoma. Okay, I can guarantee that. I don't know where it's going to be, but I'll figure it out. It's going to happen. Because if I, if I splat, I don't want it to be in Oklahoma. <laughs> when I say the word, though, you better be ready to get on a plane. Mm-hmm. You never even flown on a plane. I don't even know if I can get you on a plane to plane to fly to another state yet. Yeah, you can. You could, 100%. <laughs> I may regret it mid-flight, but I'd do it in a heartbeat. I get on a plane in a heartbeat. You say that. No, I would. It's time to do it. I would, 100%. There's no doubt about it. I would. I ain't scared to fly. Well, you heard it here, folks. There will be skydiving trip in our future. I don't know if it's going to be next year or within the next five years. The emotional roller coaster of this podcast. It's your fault. It is. So. But I'm just proud that we segued through both of my, (laughs) both of our, actually all three of my um, segments that I brought to the table today. (laughs) Successfully too. solid real solid really was well if you've made it this far into the episode i hope you did because (laughs) the last half of this episode is probably much more exciting than the first half of it but if you've made it this far we truly do appreciate you staying tuned with us and we won't drag this one on anymore just know we're gonna go (laughs) skydiving one day it's going to happen. But we hope you keep listening and uh, hopefully you enjoyed at least the first half also. Um, yeah, be prepared. It's, it's starting. It's, it's starting. Coming. It's coming. We're going to be starting to talk about deer season, our prep, our methods, what we're going to be using for our tactics and bow, or what equipment we're going to be using and stuff. You know, it's, it's you're going to be wishing it's going to be December. <laughs> in January coming pretty soon other than that you know the last half it got dark and we're sorry about that a little bit but <laughs> we broke through and apparently I already have my birthday present figured out so yep but with that being said we hope that you keep listening um, please make sure to like subscribe share all of our socials TikTok and Instagram make sure to hit that bell on Spotify, so you know when every time we post an episode, because it's not every week. <laughs> so we need you to post. Fortunately, yeah. So we need you to know as soon as we hit it, you can listen to it. Leave us a rating. If you're one of the few weird people that listen on iTunes, leave us a rating and write the review. Yeah, we need those. Yeah, we need everything we can get at this point. Mm-hmm. We're trying to grow. So. The more interaction we get, the more we can put out, produce out to you. So, it's a 50-50 partnership here. Exactly. We need you. Just like your part, we'll do our part, hopefully. (laughs) You need us to listen to our, whatever, this episode's done. (laughs) With that being said, we thank you again, and we will catch you on the next episode. (laughs) Later.